Welcome to Yacht Fum, where we talk about the women that make the yachting industry. I'm your host, Andrea Tagliaferro. Learn who they are, how they got into yachting, and what they do today. Marcella is a Monaco resident and owner of Onboard Consulting in Monaco. She specializes in corporate strategies for yachting companies. She has done the business development for Icon Yachts Shipyard in the Netherlands, founder of YBY Monaco, an active member of the yachting industry, owns her own sailboat, and if you follow her on Instagram, she's always on the water. She's currently developing a new super yacht hub, writing the first textbook in yachting, and always keeping busy. Hi everyone, super excited for another episode of Yacht Fum. I am here with Marcella. I'm such a fan of Marcella. I was dragging her in after her to get on Yacht Dame and I finally got on the platform. I have so much um, admiration for what she does. She also comes from a Latin background. So it's just like, please, you know, make it. And, and she represents us so well. So this is Marcella. Um, hi, Marcella. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Always so much fun. So, Marcella, for those of you that, for those in the yachting industry or those that aren't in the yachting industry and don't know you, can you share who you are? Uh, what do you do in yachting? A little bit of what is your background? Right. So, my name is Marcella. I uh, was born in Guatemala, but I've been a Monaco resident for over seven years now and I've been in Europe for over 15 years. Um, I, I am a business consultant. I do the corporate strategy for companies in the yachting uh, sector mainly. And I have my own consulting company called Onboard here in Monaco. And yeah, I help uh, basically companies achieve their goals and their objectives. Um, and then I follow them through all the process and I work in different projects. Super cool. That's actually how we met. Uh, for the longest time she had this a big client, Icon Yachts, and that's how we got to meet. Um, can you tell us your story? I know like you've given this in so many interviews, but just tell us how was it that you ended up in the yachting industry? Right, so I think like everybody else, nobody chose yachting. Yachting, it just happened by chance. Um, so I was studying at the International University in Monaco. I, I was doing my undergrad in um, Bachelor of Science in Finance. And then like uh, every business uh, student, I was completely brainwashed that, you know, finance was the only job you could go to. So then I was working at uh, Merrill Lynch in uh, Monaco and then 2008 hits, there was big financial crisis and then Merrill Lynch actually got bought by Bank of America. So then I was looking for a job and then here in Monaco, there's not too many industries, like either you're in hospitality, working for SBM, like the big hotels, or you are in private banking or yachting. And then there was a company in Antibes uh, selling underwater lights. And then they actually needed somebody just for the languages. They wanted somebody that speaks French because the office was in Antibes. And then they needed somebody that speaks Italian so they could, you know, go and sell to the shipyard. And then English, of course. So I was kind of like in between Fort Lauderdale, Antibes and Italy and then the rest of the world. So I started my yachting career actually selling underwater lights and selling LED lights. Um, something that nobody needs, that it didn't exist. People didn't know what underwater light is. And it was such a big challenge when I was trying to tell people you need to open a hole in the hole, you know, yeah. you are crazy. Um, so, you know, nowadays there's a million of underwater lights companies. Mm -hmm. Now every yacht in the world has it. And then when I look at the port here and I see all of the lights, I just wish I could go back in time to my past self and then 
tell me, tell me it's going to be okay in the future. Everybody it will happen. happen. Everybody wants this. <laughs> so if you didn't catch that, she needed to know three languages to land her first gig in Yachting because it's so international. But really, how many languages do you speak? <laughs> I speak uh, Spanish, English, French, Italian, uh, Portuguese, and I'm married to, to a German. So uh, I also speak a little bit of German. <laughs> there you go. So humbly, that's it. Um, um, you also in your studies had a very international background, which of course has, I, I think, and I'm assuming here, has helped you in your success in the yachting industry because when we come together at these shows, we have people from all over. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that international background? Yes, so I mean, I was born in Guatemala, but my dad is American and my grandparents are French. My name is Boyer, very French. And I was actually, uh, I studied uh, in the US uh, in my high school and I had a very international upbringing. Um, and then my universities, I studied in Monaco, in Miami, Boston, Dubai, and London. <laughs> and um, I, one of the reasons I chose Holt Business School to do my MBA is because it's the most international school in the world and it has campuses all over the world. And then after having my work experience, I um, realized that it's not who you know or what you know, but it's all about cultural sensitivity. And um, I was in big boardrooms in, with Italians and with the Germans and with Brazilians. And then, you know, having the cultural sensitivity was a big deal. And I wanted to learn how to do business in different cultures. So that actually became my passion. And um, during my MBA, like I said, I studied in Boston, Dubai, London, but it was like, there was, I don't know how many nationalities per class, but there was not more than two people of the same nationality. So you were actually oh. a lot of team building with like people that you don't agree with. And then believe me, getting a consensus between like a Brazilian and Indian and a Norwegian is like a challenge, you know? And then, but this helped me a lot in real life because you know, at Icon Yachts, we did a partnership with Sunseeker and then the CEO of Sunseeker is an Italian. And then, you know, having like a meeting with an Italian and the English and the Dutch, it was not a problem of getting to, uh, to understand. To it. it was just like, it was a cultural clash. So I was there kind of like the, you know, translator, uh, cultural translator, cultural translator, managing egos and managing expectations. And then I understood I'm able to read between the lines to see what they really think and what they really want. Because, you know, the British, they're always like beating around the bush. And then uh, Dutch people hate that because Dutch are super blunt and super direct. Um, so there's a lot of experiences that I've been gaining. You know, I have the honor to be sitting down with the royal families of Bahrain, of Saudi, of Dubai. Um, I've been with, you know, the Russian oligarchs. And then, you know, I've been with like uh, Chinese and Asian millionaires and billionaires. So I've had the pleasure to sit down and do business with all these different cultures. So I've learned really a lot about how to do you know, business with the different um, je quoi. <laughs> That's great. I love that you said that because uh, one of my passions when I started doing my travel blog was that I found that a lot of people would get to a place and experience and be able to just translate word for word, but they were missing so much because they weren't able to translate what they were expecting, what the culture of like, why are they doing this? How can I get around it? How can I actually have an integrated uh, experience? So I think that's amazing. And also the fact that you have a niche, it's not only a, a cultural interpretation, it's a cultural interpretation at the business level, at a high luxury level, which is a completely different vocabulary from another industry. It's, a, it's very focused and it's yeah. amazing. You've been in the industry now for 12 years. 
What changes have you seen, positive or negative? What have you seen aside from the underwater lights, which I'm sure was <laughs> awesome to you for you? What else have you seen change? Um, so I saw a trend that everybody wanted uh, to go bigger and they wanted bigger yachts. And then they realized that it's actually very impractical, you know, because you cannot go to ports and, you know, uh, it was kind of like a race of who has the biggest yacht. And then they realized it was a stupid race, <laughs> a very expensive one. Um, so yeah, so I've seen yachts going from really big to really small. Oh, and then, sorry, before you go on, what is big and what is small for those that don't know that? Right. So I actually just started the Super Yacht Academy at the Yacht Club of Monaco. And we do a course and then the, the, the first class is what is a yacht. And the different mm. sizes, there are different uh, uh, types of hulls and different types of production styles. Anyways, uh, so a yacht is up to, a boat is up to 24 meters. I don't know that in feet for your mm -hmm. American audience. And um, I think it's 100 feet maybe. And then basically the difference between a boat and a yacht is that a yacht has crew. So if you need crew, then it's a yacht. If you can, you know, cruise it yourself and you don't need any help, then that's a boat. Um, so I specialize in yachts over 50 meters. So that is my niche inside this niche. Um, mm -hmm. And I specialize in anything between uh, 50 meter, let's say to 90 meter. And then um, before everybody was in the, in the 40, 50 meter size range mm -hmm. and everybody wanted to upgrade to the 60 meter. And then there was a big trend of the 80 meter and the 100 meter plus. Um, there's only about 150 yachts of over 80 meters. So there's not a lot of uh, giga yachts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, there was a, definitely a boom of everybody wanted the 100 meter plus yachts. And now I see that they are back into the more um, manageable size, like around 50 meters. Hmm. Interesting. Um, when we were building a yacht in, in back in Florida, one of the things that the cat, um, the owner, of course, wanted all these amazing things and all these features of the boat, but he didn't want to go over a certain size because he wanted, um, he had a cap on how many crew he wanted on board. Right. Because he really wanted to use it as a second home. And he's like, if I need more than it, I don't remember the number. It was small. It was like, I don't want more than six crew. That's counting yeah. the captain. Um, uh, that will be my, the end for me. Yeah. Um, in teams productivity in a six is kind of like the max like if you have a marketing team or whatever or if you want like really efficient things to happen it has to be less than six more than six it becomes uh too much drama and it goes out of hand so six is like the magic team number oh well good to know a question during the pandemic we've seen of course many changes i'm in new york here in monaco but a lot of people have streamlined their productivity and their production and a lot of positive uh, new restructuring we have seen. So what changes have you done for yourself in your business that be, they, they're forced because of the pandemic and which ones of those are so positive that even when we leave the pandemic, you will continue doing them? All right. So from a personal side, um, I change who I am. I'm like two different people because I used to live on a plane. So I was working in the Netherlands from Monday to Thursday, and then I would be in Monaco on the weekends. Um, but because I was always traveling, doing all of the boat tours all over the world, I was literally living on planes and then not traveling for three months. Like I am seriously like a new human being, really. Like I am just like, 
And then I started having a morning routine, which I never had. Um, my life was super stressful, early, early alarms, catching flights, catching a taxi, you know, um, going to meetings and, and tubes and underground and all, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I have like a really good um, morning routine. So I wake up and then I do some meditation then I do sports. And then, you know, I take a very cold shower. And uh, these little things have actually like boost my productivity levels. And um, I just feel like I'm riding like this wave of things just happening super good and me being rested and me being super, you know, just like I I start the morning good and then I fast, meaning that I don't eat until like one or two o'clock. And then the mornings I'm just super, super productive. So I would love to continue my morning routines and I think, um, yeah, that actually really, really changed and, you know, affecting my personal, but it also affects my professional life. Um, in terms of business, uh, having virtual calls, um, yesterday I was on a phone call with, um, in an interview with Ocean Co, you know, mm-hmm. they ship Netherlands. And then I asked him the same question and he says that actually in terms of output and efficiency, they are more efficient now doing a home office than working in the shipyard because he was against home office forever. Like people would ask like, can I work from home today? And he would be like, you know, the green. And he would be like, no, like we're building a shipyard here. You need to be here. Um, but actually having like a, like a Monday morning team meeting where everybody kind of has like a very short, short moment to just say what they're working on and what are they doing and what are the tasks for this week just increases productivity because the problem at the big shipyard is that nobody knows who's doing what everybody assumes somebody else did it so there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of error because you're just like oh well i thought you were doing it mm-hmm. and then people don't talk because they're all in their silos and they're all in their bubbles and they're all getting they're so busy and so stressed so having like this monday morning calls that everybody knows who's doing what and then um they, they have like this meet, meet, meeting minutes. So even if it's like a director meeting, all of the minutes go to everybody. So everybody actually knows what's going on. And um, also it's more accountability because then next Monday you have to say, well, what did you achieve last week, right? And then if the task you wanted last week have been achieved. So actually in terms of productivity and uh, efficiency, um, smart working is, 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 is more and more efficient. Yeah, I do love that a lot of people that were against the working from home. I've worked from home for so many years because it also as a consultant, I only had to be at the shipyard if I actually wanted to, but I liked the environment. So I was there most of the time, but I'm so used to, you have to make your own structure. You have to make your own morning routine and get yourself ready for the day. Cause if not, everything feels like you're always playing catch up. And yeah. I love having one morning routine. When I don't, I literally feel like I'm like behind something and it just never, it's never in mind control. Yeah. Um, that's for me what I feel. So can you give us a scoop and tell us what projects are you currently working on? So right now I am developing a new super yacht hub in Genoa. So I'm uh, working with uh, two big companies. There are families in, uh, they're really big in yachting. So it's the Amico family who own Amico & Co which is the biggest refit shipyard in Italy and one of the best ones in the Mediterranean. And then um, Pesto Sea Group, which are the biggest yacht agents and they, they are agents in Italy, but they also, um, Pesto Sea Group owns Marina Monovecchio, which is the marina in the center of town in Genoa. So together we're going to restructure everything and uh, there's a lot of investments and a lot of new projects that we're working on 
on uh, making Genoa a new uh, Cypriot hub. So we're going to build an entire crew village around it. So wow. providing all of the services. So in the winter, yachts can come there, you know, and it can be like a winter hub spot. Um, so yeah. So to get to know you a little bit more, um, can you tell us something that we wouldn't know normally about you? A hobby, a passion, and interest. Hmm. By the way, before she answers, you can, she's super active on Instagram, really sharing her lifestyle. So make sure to follow her. We will have all her links so you can follow everything on all her social media platforms because she is uh, acting on a diverse of them. So I don't want you to miss out, but continue. Marcel. I was going to say like my hobby is my blog. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm a business consultant and then how it all started was because I was traveling so much for around the world and then I was always posting like my travel tips because I lived on a plane and then I was posting about yachts and about how, how the yachts are being built and people just loved it and they were asking for more and more and then, um, yeah, and then there were subjects that, people, that the media was not touching that, you know, I was, uh, I was speaking with yacht owners on brokers and they were asking me stuff. And then I thought, well, I'll just put it down and I'll share it to you. And then everybody was just asking me like, oh, I'm going to, you know, Saint-Tropez, where should I go? I'm going to Monaco, where should we go? Where are the best places to have lunch? And I was just like, instead of repeating myself all the time, I'm just gonna put like a blog where people can just go. So it's like an inner circle of like recommendations and stuff like this. Um, so then, the, yeah, this is how I started. So uh it started as a, as a hobby and uh, now it's just booming and it's great um but yeah but i mean i am also a professor at the international university of monaco uh where i teach a master's in luxury goods and there we have a specialization in yachting so i have 60 students this cluster and it's super exciting it's really nice and then we teach everything you know about uh, yachting and luxury marketing and then on the weekends I'm also teaching at the Yacht Club. Um, we're doing corporate trainings for CEOs but I'm also doing the Super Yacht Academy which is a new academy where you know new brokers or new people in the industry that want to understand the entire industry from a 360 point of view can understand uh, you know who are the shipyards, who are the designers, vocabulary, so I do all of the yachting terminology and um, yeah, basically basics on naval architecture, basics on engineer. What do you need to know? What is a, a stability, port side, starboard, uh, um, you know, how to, the difference between like uh, gross tonnage and uh, volumes and stuff like this. Just like the basics that everybody in yachting should know. So yeah, so then I literally from now until December, I'm working every evening on my book. And then on Friday nights, I'm teaching at the university and on the weekends, I'm working at the yacht club. So. I have no life and I'm a mom and I have a one-year-old baby. Yeah, well, that could be the hobby you guys didn't know. Aside from all the work that she's squeezing in in hobby time, she also has a baby. Yeah. Um, um, so that was a lot from yeah. current projects, past projects. So I know this may be a very hard question for you because you, you definitely have achieved a, a lot of different things. Is it can you pinpoint like your proudest day in yachting or like one thing you're like, ah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I think my proudest day would be when I launched my book. <laughs> so my proudest day is yet to come right now. I have a vision and I'm just super focused and I'm just like, you know, 
Um, I just really, really want to finish it. But I mean, looking back, you know, I started with the YPY, Young Professionals in Yachting, in Fort Lauderdale and then in Monaco. And then, um, yeah, I think uh, this was the idea that I wanted uh, to just learn and I wanted to know how does paint work and how does insurance work. And then I wanted to start organizing this association where people can just share what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this industry is not what you know, but who you know. So I wanted to, you know, everything that I needed would just be like one phone call away. So this is why, you know, um, I started with, with, with YPY, which now is a global association. And yeah, it's super great to see what it became. Um, in terms of what I've been proud of, I mean, I've sold uh, some new build projects, some big yachts. I've done a lot of refits. Uh, so in terms of uh, sales track record, I am also, you know, super proud at um, what, what, what have I achieved. But I'm, I'm looking forward for my next goal. And I think once I'm done with that, then that is going to be my proudest day. <laughs> so we'll put a pin on that one because it just keeps going and going. So that's amazing. This is the problem, you know, once you have a goal then you set up another goal. Like I remember after my MBA, I'm like, this is it, you know, because I'm this like, you know, overachiever kind of like a goal uh, addicted. And then after my MBA, I was like, this is it. I'm going to calm down. And after this, you know, because I put myself into really high levels of stress. And um, I was like, after this, I'm really going to have like a downhill type of lifestyle, you know, and then. So, yeah, I've had many of those like, yes, I made it. And then like a month later, I was like, okay, now I'm bored. Now let's teach ourselves how to blog. Now I'm bored. Let's teach ourselves how to build a website while I'm doing the, the, that was when I was building a yacht because it was just like, there was still more time. And, and actually now there was still more time. I would have nightmares that I wasn't doing enough. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you get those as well. We already got some great advice from you and so many of your projects are already helping new people and people in the industry to actually develop more of their knowledge. So we have tons of advice from you, but from your experience, maybe we can get some don'ts. Like mm-hmm. if I'm new to the industry, these are typical things that newbies do that they should really not do. Um, don't get drunk in uh, business cocktails. I mean, our industry is very social and um, you will always like, you know, you need to remember that we are in the entertainment and leisure touristic industries, right? So a yacht, uh, nobody needs a yacht. It's, you're dealing with people's toys and it's fun. So don't forget that it's fun, but be careful because of course, because of the nature of it being fun, there's a lot of uh, parties, events and cocktails, but it's still business. So it doesn't matter if you're in a boat show or if you're in a cocktail or if you're in an event or an open house or whatever, there's always drinks and the bar is always open but just pace yourself because it's very embarrassing when you see people in the industry that, you know, after three, four classes, they're either talking too much or something saying that something that they shouldn't. So, I mean, just, you know, always remember that you're still wearing your professional hat. And like you said, Andrea, in the beginning, the industry is very small. And then, you know, you can, uh, it takes a lot of time to build a reputation, but it takes a second to destroy it. So yeah, just, yeah um that's great i've heard a lot especially from consultings that oh you have these great luxurious like cocktail event that you have that was like that is a work event masquerade as entertainment you're always representing your brand i also know from a couple of companies even if they're like blow out this is a party for you guys 
whoever got drunk the next day at their like morning meeting, they would get a tap on the shoulder for the people that were not coming back because yeah. they overdid it at these, you know, places where you can, you know, like there's no. Yeah, but it's not going natural as well, you know, that people like end up, end up in like hospitals and like, you know, like <laughs> what? morning they're completely destroyed. Like it's, it's a yacht show, it's three days that you need to represent yourself professionally. And then in Monaco, you just like, everybody's like, oh, I'm so hungover, oh, I'm so tired. And they're not performing and they're not giving their best because they're tired and they're hungover. And I think this is just such a lack of professionalism. I really, I don't respect that. No, I think that's great advice, especially like you said, it's not a one day event. It's three days events at the show. But if you're really in their business, you'll have follow-up meetings and follow-up. So it's not like you're done. And by yeah. the way, there is no amount of water they will uh, bounce back your skin for hydration and you will be in photo ops throughout the whole time so be mindful because we will take that picture and put it on social media mm -hmm. um marcella thank you so much for all your all your advice and all your insights oh, we could keep, we keep going for hours and hours with everything that's why she's writing a book <laughs> um, i hope uh, i hope it's coming it's coming up uh, at the end of, of december um so i think everybody in yachting should read it because um i find like when i speak to people like for example charter uh brokers don't really understand anything about yacht design people yacht design don't understand the life of the shipyard and there's a lot of terminology vocabulary there's a lot of things so i think like if you want to succeed in the yachting industry then you need to study it and then in the problem with the yachting industry is that there is no reference so there is nothing else so this is the first time that you can actually like you know have a book and you can learn about it and uh but it's also great for crew that want to move land days or for yacht owners that want to really understand the entire process and who's behind it and the entire industry behind mm -hmm. their job so yeah stay tuned and it's coming up soon yeah well we can't wait we'll definitely have another uh talk to promote this book book yeah. tour yes <laughs> <laughs> well marcel thank you so much uh i cannot wait as a scoop Marcella will be interviewing me shortly. So I am very nervous. Thank you for agreeing for that. Um, it was and I look forward to it as always. Thanks. Okay, guys, see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Yacht Fam. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and comment. Your comment will help us reach a broader audience. And don't miss the next episode. Bye.